0: England are touring India and the first test at Chepauk at the MH of Stadium is about to kick off. My go-to man for all things cricket, the wonderful Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, I hope the family and you are safe and healthy. Most important question in the midst of a pandemic.
1: Absolutely fine. You know, as you can see, I'm all set for the match. I'm wearing my peak cap. It's not blue, but uh, I feel like I'm living for sport and look how lucky we are that at least in cricket, we've got a lot of international fixtures coming up. Though as we speak, you know, Australia's Tour of South Africa has been called off because of the coronavirus, so that's been a bit of a setback. But otherwise, you had the IPL, you had the bilateral series and you had that absolutely fantastic victory over Australia.
0: Completely. Different kettle of fish, England. Now Dom, Bess and Jack Leach are hoping to do what Monty Panesar and Graham Swan did in 2012 or Ashley Giles did in 2001. But do they have the requisite experience is the big question. Also, I'd like you to comment on the fact that he's a left-arm spinner and the Indian team is packed with right-handers, Ayaz.
1: Yes, look, I think England have actually prepared well. I think where they have a problem is in the batting, the fragility in the batting. Now They are also going in through this, you know, phase where... They're playing, trying players by the rotational method. So, you've got a pretty extraordinary situation that Josh Butler, who was the second-best batsman in Sri Lanka, is actually going back after one match. And Johnny Berstow, who was possibly the third-best batsman in Sri Lanka, has not come for the series. So, it's a bit odd. But uh, I think, look, the English team has prepared well to the extent that the tour against Sri Lanka has been hugely successful. They've got the two fast bowlers or the three fast bowlers in form. Mark Wood is not here, but... Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, both taking wickets on those wickets of the subcontinent where fast bowlers generally get very little help. And then you had these spinners, Bess and Leach, you know, very successful in these conditions. And then, not the least, in fact, the most important consideration. Look at Joe Root's form. You know, 400 ominous, plus it, two two matches and... Scoring at a rate of 60 plus now, I know Sri Lanka is not the team it was 10, 12 years ago, or even seven years ago. But even so, to beat Sri Lanka so comprehensively and then come to India, I think it could get tough for India because the pressure of expectation is very high on India. But on paper, from you know, just to compare one player with the other, I think India might have the edge. But don't forget, Rishi, apart from Joe Root, there's. Ben Stokes who's coming back and there's Jofra Archer who's coming back there's Anderson and Broad who might be played in rotation but one of them will play each match and then there's Leach and Bess and Moynali. so don't discount Moynali Ali on the Indian pitches with his off spin. so it's not a bad team I think it could really test India quite seriously
0: Yeah you know because I follow you and I'm such a fan of your writing I read this wonderful piece where you said India cannot afford to be overconfident coming yeah. as we do out of the Gabba now let's talk about tactics a little bit everybody's talking about that packed onside field to right-handers. Now, if you remember, this was uh, 2001, Indulkar, Dravid, Lakshman, Sivag, Nasir Hussain successfully employed the leg trap, Giles bowling to a pock-packed onside field to the right unders, targeting the leg stump. I mean obviously you don't get the LBW decision but yeah. the big question is can these two spinners do that? Will Leach fall back on that method? Uh, I mean you got 10 wickets in two tests in Sri Lanka despite being a little rusty and uh, his 44 wickets in 12 tests, are not bad. So let's talk about the tactic there.
1: Look, I think the tactics, you know, you as you mentioned, Giles tried it earlier and then we've had even in 2012-13 when England came here and Graham Swan and Monty Panesar on these turning pitches which were expected to help Indian spinners. And they did help Ashwin and Pragyan Oja and, you know, the, the others. But they bowled better and they went on to win the series after losing the first test match. Very difficult for any team to do that in India. When they've lost the first match, usually it's the result is 3-1 or 4-0 in India's favour. But they went and turned things around because of Kevin Peterson and Alistair Cook. So I think the spinners will do well, but I think it's more important from a tactical point of view for, for England, how their batsmen do well. Now we've seen, you know, it's interesting you mentioned tactics and especially about the spinners. We saw in the series against Australia, so Nathan Lyons' tactics didn't work. You know, and there was a lot of talk, especially from Shane Vaughan, that he's pitching middle and leg and trying to get, you know, forward short leg or the leg trap, you know, into play. The leg slip fielder into play. It never happened because I think the Indians kind of covered for the turn very well or led him very well. While Ashwin tested them even on the off stump, the Australian batsman. And he was one of the... Fundamental reasons why Steve Smith struggled in the first two Test matches and this is where India came back and won the Melbourne Test. And restored parity after 36 not out. So, there's good... You know, what is emerging to me in the broader, the big picture, the Bharita Sweet is that Test cricket is undergoing a bit of a change. What we saw in the 90s, mid-90s till the end of 2010 perhaps, and largely because the Australians were so dominant, that runs were being scored at three and a half, four runs and over at Test cricket. You know, correct. Adam yeah. Gilchrist, Ponting, it's, and it was rubbing off on all the other teams. Now, more and more as you see, it's becoming a battle of attrition because bowlers have also wised up. You saw the recent match between Pakistan and South Africa. You know, South Africa 2.30, Pakistan 27.4 and fight their way back. Grind out a lead and then go on to win the match. India did it so successfully in Australia. They ground out, you know, they just weathered these, you know, the pace, the storm from Cummins and Stark and Hazelwood. And then the spin from Lyon. And then and Cheteshwar Pujara was a big guy there playing a big role. And then you had the free-stroking youngsters like a punt and all who live by their own rules. And they're fearless. They don't carry any baggage. And they ended up winning the match. But the point I'm trying to make is they didn't go bang-bang from the start. You know, that mindset across the world. Even the Australians are not doing it. Even the Australians are not doing it. They are saying, they were let's take the it out. One. Let's <laughs> take it out. You know, so either they don't have high caliber batsmen, which is also true, but not Steve Smith and Labuschagne. But they don't have a lineup of Hayden and Langer and Ponting and Damien Martin and the War Brothers, you know, that where they could play... That kind of cricket. But overall, when you see the picture in test matches, the other thing which is playing a role, and that's also true of this series, is that the World Test Championship is there, you know, at the back sure. of everybody's mind, especially in the top four teams. So, Australia have kind of ceded ground, India have maintained their position, and England have crept up, and so too New Zealand. And they've, you know, all teams, these four teams at least have realized that we have to keep winning. And one of the ways to keep winning is to wear down the opposition. And especially on pitches like India, where you come here, where the pace may not be too much or the bounce, you know, you can't be, you may not be able to play too much on the rise. You need to be having the technical aptitude as well as the application to play for long hours, you know, unless you play, a, you know, the greatest innings that I've seen by an Englishman against India on Indian pitches is Kevin Peterson's 176, I think at Mumbai yep. in 2012. We cool. just turned the series around. That is an in- innings full of daring. Now, if somebody plays an innings like that, that's an innings of genius. But otherwise, the next, the hero was Alistair Cook, five hundred plus runs. Just wearing down the Indian spinners, match after match after match.
0: Yeah, and just rounding up that discussion about the English spinners, you know, Monty's success was because he's just very quick. Whereas Leach is, you know, slow, completely different style. So, in that aspect, you can't really compare the two guys. I'm just happy that there's going to be a 50% attendance in the second test in Chennai. In that bubble, in the first test, there's nobody. 30,000 people at the M.A. Chidambaram Stadium at Chepok rooting for India can only be a good thing, I ask.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, I mean, even in India, this, after the Australia 2, there is a fervor and a fever for cricket in India. People want to go and watch the matches if it's possible in as much as it is. So I'm very happy that from the second match onwards, at least 50% of the crowds will be allowed in. But make no mistake, it's being followed extensively on radio, television, the digital platform, these matches and test matches. The most remarkable part yeah. is now, you know, you go to any, you talk to sports buffs or in drawing room conversations with guys who are otherwise so inclined towards T20 and ODIs not that the other formats you know need to be undermined but suddenly everybody saying are kya test ke kya mara yaar, test match australia ko yaar kya mara the other thing i want to make before we get past you ask about the spinners so i India is going to play three spinners, in my opinion. So there will be Ashwin, and there will be whether it's Washington, Sundar, or it is Akshar Patel, or it is Kuldeep Yadav. Two from yeah, those Yeah, yeah. Just,
0: just, just to know. fill in the gap where Ayaz is talking. Ravindra Jadeja is not playing the first not two there.
1: tests, not playing
0: because of the injury. Kuldeep Yadav has been drafted in, and it looks as though it's going to be Kuldeep, you know, <laughs> Ashwin, or Washington, or uh, maybe even Akshar in the mix. Even yeah.
1: Akshar, you know. And the other thing is that even England could play three spinners, and the reason they could play three spinners because they've got Moyin Ali, who also. So, they shore up their batting. Then they've got Leach and Donbass and they need to play two, you know, either Broad or Broad and Archer or Anderson and Archer or Anderson, and archer or Anderson and Broad because they've got Stokes who can also pitch in with fast bowling. So, actually, we don't have a Hardik Pandya ready as yet. It's a like for like. I'm not talking of the status. Yeah. That they we always say that like,
0: unless he bowls, then you can't.
1: Yeah. You can't. So, England, therefore, with Stokes and with Mohin Ali, the batting extends. And then Dom Best can bat a bit. So the rank broad can bat a bit. The rank tail ender is actually Anderson because even Jofra Archer, as you've seen, can bat a bit.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Moin. I mean, I like him. I've always liked him. Moin Ali, such an experienced campaigner. We're talking 181 wickets from 60 tests. And that 2016 test series right here in India, you remember, he started and ended the series with centuries, even though England didn't have much to cheer about. I mean, it was yeah, a love for result for him, but the poor fellow just was steadfast and he did so well for himself. And I think, you know, if he does well, he could be back in the reckoning in a lot of ways in this English side. And this is a great platform for him to do it here in India, where they need yeah. him both as a batsman and a spinner.
1: Absolutely. And he's got a very good record against India. He seems to, you know, rebel playing against India and kind of spoiling India's party. It happened in 2014 also, you know, when India went to England. He was hugely successful against India. So... I think as a finger spinner, he'll be of value as an off spinner. And as I mentioned, they've got Bess and Leach also. And then they've got Anderson and Joffrey Archer or Broad, Stokes. This is a very good bowling lineup. I think England's problems could be in the batting. So they've got Root who's fantastic. He's been hugely successful. They've got new boy in Lawrence who's coming, Dan Lawrence, whose brother, I think, is a wrestler. So, that's interesting. And then, they've got Ben Stokes and they've got uh, Joss Butler. But they need somebody, they need the top two or three to click. Top two, actually, the openers. But, you know, if I have to look at it, again, something as a spectacle which I would enjoy. So, there's the mother contest. It's India versus England. I don't think it's actually been the potential of it has been completely realized because there's such a strong legacy, socio-political legacy between India and history between India and England that that can become huge if it is exploited and marketed well. The other part is, of course, that in the kind of contests that we've had, India's first victory came against England in 1951-52, first ever Test win, the 71 win at the Oval, and you know stuff like that. So we've had some we've had some great contests. India versus England is something that I really enjoy. And then I look at the battles within the battles. So, what are the things which I'm looking forward to? It's a uh, Jofra Archer versus Rohit Sharma, Cheteshwar Pujara, that kind of line, and that kind of, the ability to get the ball to kind of snorter, rear of a length, and check even on Indian pitches, and of course, Virat. But I would look at Virat versus James Anderson because it's very interesting that I think since 2014. I don't think Anderson has got Virat out. But he's not conceded too many runs to him. But before that, he's got him out four, five, six times. You know, something that the stats will tell us. So, because he's got the ability to... You know, he just cut out Virat's off-drive and cover-drive with the, the ability to get the ball in or get it away and keep him on tenter hooks. The other contest I'm really looking forward to... And of course, I'm not talking about Gil and Pant. We all want to see how well they play against these high-quality yeah. bowlers. For me, the other contest really is... Ashwin versus Root and Ashwin versus Stokes for different reasons. Ashwin versus Root, if it takes the trajectory as it was Ashwin versus Smith, you know, then India have a very, very firm grip on the situation. I mean, Smith kind of unshackled himself in the last two matches, but not completely, you know what I mean? And Ashwin didn't play the last test. And Ashwin versus Stokes, because Stokes is a left hander and Ashwin's away spin for him could always be a, you know, that's something that Virat will look to exploit. But Stokes has also got the ability to counter attack most brilliantly. So, these are, you know, whoever wins these contests, I think, will prove decisive or crucial to the result.
0: I want to add to what Ayaz said. England have been one of the best visiting sites in India. I mean, you look at this record. They won one, which is the 2012-13 series, drew another one, 2005-06. So, that's two out of five series where they've done phenomenally well. So, you know, they travel well to India. Let me just put it that way. Now, listen, Joe Root, ominous form. There's just absolutely no doubt about his class. 100th test is what he's going to be going into Two hundred twenty-eight and 186 in Sri Lanka. Now, Graham Thorpe has got these guys to practice the sweep shot again and again and again because they feel the sweep shot is going to really play a major role in this yeah. India series. I don't know, maybe the Indian boys have already thought of that, countered it. You know, they're a smart bunch. What do you think about the sweep shot proving decisive or not?
1: Yeah, I think they'll have to, I mean, you know, they have obviously been thinking about it and I think it will be reflected in the field placing we've got. Why the sweep shot? You know, Rishi is very, not just that it's an attractive shot and it's very stylish and you enjoy seeing it, but also it puts pressure on the closing fielders. Otherwise, in England, you've got the forward shot leg and you've got the backward shot leg. You have a sweep shot going. It keeps the fielders, you know, it puts the pressure on them and the captain and the bowlers. So if the bowlers start airing in length, then you can rock back and play the pull. Or if it's giving you width outside the off-stump, then you can cut and stuff like that. So, I think that this is something that all visiting teams... I mean, we've got the famous example of the 1987 World Cup, which, uh, you know, Graham Gooch won yep. the, the semi-final against India, but just by sweeping away okay, against the Indian spinners.
0: Okay, listen, your, your most memorable India-England encounter in India, you know, because chances are I will speak to you before we travel to England. So, yeah, <laughs> just asking you about that. Anything that comes but, to mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are, you know, amongst the earliest matches that I saw was the 1972 match at the Brabant Stadium. Tony Lewis' wow. team versus Ajit Wadega's team, it, it was a drawn match in Mumbai. We had won the series. I mean, England had the chance to kind of draw the series they won in Mumbai. It didn't happen, but amongst the first things that I saw was the century by Gundapa Vishwanath and a hook shot that he played, I think, of Chris Old, which went into the swimming pool in, <laughs> in, the, in the CCI. I've got memories. India versus England. In India or in England, you know, one of my first tours overseas was to England in 1990. Tendulkar's first century. Azaruddin's brilliant 121 at Lord's. And then, of course, Kevin Peterson. I mean, that innings, I can't forget. At 176, when we counter-attacked the Indian spinners and on a really you know, bad wicket. He just made mincemeat of our spinners and that's how England went on to win that test in the series. But I also remember, you know, and I must make this point, you mentioned about England coming here prolifically and coming and performing well. The best players have been coming now. But 72, 73, 64, 62, you know, earlier, you would get the second string England team because the, the big dads of English cricket would say, Nahin, you know, delhi belly ho jayega. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, Tom Graveney never came to India. Not Fred Truman, you know. Jeff Boycott came once just to get Garfield Sobers' record and left midway through the series. Can you imagine any cricketer, forget English cricketer, any cricketer in the world doing that now? They wouldn't have the temerity to do it.
0: Listen, Jimmy Anderson is such a miracle. He's 38, at the top of his game, fantastic. I mean, it's just poetry watching him bowl, isn't it?
1: He is. He's like, you know, it's a cliche, but he's like wine which matures with age and is getting better and better. I think the thing about great bowlers, whether they are fast bowlers or spinners, is not just about their technical skills and aptitude, which obviously has to be of very high quality, but it's also about how they read the minds of the batsmen and vice versa. You know, the great batsmen also read the bowlers not only from the grip and, you know, in the delivery stride or the the point of delivery, but also outthink batsmen, outthink the bowler. So this is a great battle that cricket allows you. It's a one-on-one. While it's a team game, this is the great battle which cricket allows more than any other sport. So James Anderson, you know, 2012, while we talk of Monty Panesar and uh, Graham Swan, and they really played havoc with the Indian batsmen. I remember a spell by James Anderson at Kolkata which won them that that test match. Mm, You know, he bowled brilliantly and especially with the old ball with reverse swing even troubling batsmen of the caliber of sachin tendulkar and you know all the others who were there in that batting lineup It was fantastic bowling By James Anderson So he'll be used In short bursts Maybe 4-5 overs At best But those are the 4-5 overs That Indian batsmen will Have to really watch out for Okay
0: I want you to just uh, Give me your 11 For that first test That you'd like to pick Would you put Mohamed Siraj in <laughs> Or huh. You're going so to go With the experience Of Vishant and Jaspreet And then You'd want a Shardul Thakur in What are your thoughts? So
1: I would choose Between actually Siraj and Ishant Because I think You have enough Batting depth So Shardul Because he bats A little bit Better. I think, you know, on the kind of energy and the ambition that Siraj showed, I think he should be in the starting fantastic. block in the first Just
0: Fantastic. You know? yeah. So okay. I think so he
1: should be there along with Bumrah and then three spinners.
0: And then three spinners. And you're saying you might... You might give Washington Sundar a chance and maybe they get might, Kuldeep you know, to Washington sit down. You Washington
1: Sundar, yeah. Chennai boy, playing at Chennai two test matches. Not that he's played too many first class games, but and uh, you know he also lends a little weight as a batsman and as a fielder. And remember, with Jadeja not there, you'll need these attributes.
0: And I think the batting lineup is pretty much selected itself. You yeah, know. I mean, there's, yeah.
1: there's Gil, there's Rohit, there's. there's. Pujara, there's Virat, there's Rahane and then there is
0: Pant. There's Panth, yeah. You know, that whole discussion about poor Riddhi Mansa versus Rishabh Pant is out through the door now. I yeah. mean, no discounting Riddhi's wicket-keeping skills oh, absolutely behind the, the stumps. Absolutely not. Yeah, but then that's the story: morning glory. What is what? I do?
1: mean, you know, just to kind of, as an aside, India today can actually and seriously feel two testings. Of
0: course, yeah, of course. You know,
1: such is the richness of talent in India.
0: So, Gautam Gambhir says it's going to be 3-0, our favour, or maybe 3-1. Because he says, you know, pink ball, one doesn't (laughs) anticipate what is going to happen. Are you going to call this the test series or not? What do you think will be the score
1: I I think more like 2-0, 2-1. You know, it really depends on the pitches. But if the first one, we win handsomely, then I think Gautam may be right. Because I don't see a batsman of uh, like Kevin Peterson's class in the middle order. Apart from Joe Root. Somebody who can take a match by the scruff of the neck and win it with his bat. Stokes can do it, but can he do it? on Indian pitches remains to be seen.
0: See, we're a long way away from the ODIs, even a long way away from the T20s. The ODIs come up at the end of the tour Three of them in Pune And then Ahmedabad holds those five T20s But allow me to be a little clannish here I mean the story of Natrajan, Isn't it just remarkable You know life was over for the kid Ranji debut in 2015 He gets reported for a suspect action Then yeah. you know Sunil Subramaniam Who is the Tamil Nadu Ranji coach Works with him Bharat Reddy works with him He comes back as a, as a net bowler And yeah. here he is An automatic selection for the ODI squad You know says there's so many great stories that have come out of the Indian, Aussie tour. Natarajan Indian is gonna be pl- one of them.
1: <laughs> Indian cricket is flush with great stories. Natrajan obviously and Siraj and you know some of the I mean look, what it's telling us is how profuse is the talent and from Every nook and corner of this country yeah. that people are coming in. You know, there are rags to riches stories. There are stories of...
0: Yes, Siraj losing his dad and then going dad, back.
1: You know, highly emotion-charged yeah. stories. And this guy, I mean, Natarajan, what was he? You can look at his humble background. And a tennis ball expert who then... And he was a net bowler for the Australia series. <laughs> he played ODIs, T20s and chess matches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it shows. I mean... The greatest thing which I one can get from the Australia mm. series is absence of nerves, the fearlessness of these guys. The first test match, they have the Gaba or the MCG or Adelaide, one of these big historic grounds, and no nerves. They are going around there as if they've you know born to play there. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know,
0: <laughs> remarkable. remarkable. Yes, so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for your time, Thank your you. patience, and we look forward to a great India England series kicking off at Chennai. Cheers. Take Thank care you. of yourself. Bye bye.
1: Thanks, Sushi. Thank you. Bye bye.